1: The Democrats have nominated an individual in Florida they know who cannot win. That is, he cannot win if he comes fully out of the closet and exposes his socialism, his radicalism. A study was just done that indicates that this gentleman, Mr. Gillum, would raise corporate income taxes to 40%. 40%. I suspect he'd push for income taxes, federal income taxes, because that's what radical progressives do, to redistribute wealth. He believes in single-payer Medicare, which will destroy Medicare for those who already receive it and destroy all remaining private health care plans. Finally, putting the knife in the heart of private health care. He believes in sanctuary cities. You take the radical, the radical position that's out there from the left, and Mr. Gillum supports it. That is why today none of that is being debated. Instead, we have a lie. Now, it is a lie that Ron DeSantis, who served in the United States military in two theaters, who served in Congress now for three terms who has been all over the media that he said something that's racist. So here we have a man who won the Republican nomination for governor. And then apparently he comes out of the closet as a white supremacist. Now, I want you all to be aware of this because this is the game plan all the time now. The more radical, the more left the Democrat Party and its candidates are and become The more they try to run their campaigns, not on their radical ideology, but on character assassination. And this is something they picked up from the old Soviets. This is something they picked up from Marx and Engels themselves. This is what you do. It's an Alinsky tactic. He wrote all about it. you got to target your enemy, personalize it, and destroy their character. And they're Alinskyites. That's what Gillum is. The Democrat Party is stunned that this radical won the nomination with about a third of the vote. He wouldn't have won the nomination if there weren't so many candidates running. They had supported a liberal Democrat by the name of Graham, the daughter of Bob Graham, who is a well-known governor and senator of Florida, very, very popular. She tried to claim she was a moderate even though she was a liberal. That said... Gillum was campaigning with Bernie Sanders. But now they don't want to run on socialism. They want to run on racism. Because they know running on socialism in Florida will result in an electoral landslide for Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is running as a conservative, he's unabashed, he's unequivocal. He's articulate, he's charismatic, he's a good-looking guy, and he walks the walk. So immediately, the next day, the next day, they pull the race card. Now, I want you to hear this interview perfectly innocent. Go ahead, Mr. Producer.
2: Well, look, I mean this is a, Florida elections are always competitive, and um, you know this is a guy who, although he 's much too too liberal for Florida, I think he's got huge problems with how he 's governed Tallahassee uh... you know he is an articulate spokesman for those far left views and he's a charismatic candidate and you know i watched those democrat debates none of that is was, was my cup of tea but i mean he performed better than the other people there so so we've got to work hard to make sure that we continue florida going in a good direction let's build off the success we've had on governor scott the last thing we need to do is to monkey this up by trying to embrace a socialist agenda with huge tax increases and bankrupting the state. That is To not monkey g-
1: this up. Did you hear him call Gillum a monkey, Mr. Beducer? I didn't hear that, did you? Did you hear him make any reference whatsoever to Mr. Gullum's rice? Did you hear that? No. To monkey this up This is a phrase people use all the time. Don't throw a monkey wrench into the system. Don't monkey it up. In other words, don't screw things up. And so forth and so on. And so, of course, the Democrat Party jumps as they must. They jump. And so now, now, going on two days, I guess, the issue is, what did he mean by monkey up? He called the other candidate and told and said he was monkeying up. No, no, that's not what happened. And by the way, it's up there on, or has been on the Drudge Report all day. So the left narrative is spread all around the media. All around the media. The left's narrative is out there being pushed. Not Gillum's radicalism Not what he would actually do to the citizens of Florida, to the small business owners, to the consumers, to the senior citizens. He would destroy that state. He'd turn it into another deep blue state. All the people who've left New York and New Jersey and Pennsylvania and other states to get away from their regulations, to get away from their taxes, to get away from that. Mr. Gillum promises to bring to Florida. And so they take what is, here's the thing, nobody buys this. Nobody listening to this show buys it. White, black, Latino, it doesn't matter. Nobody buys this. Everybody knows that this is a Democrat tactic that is used time and time again. Mr. Gillum is even using it. That should tell you what a fraud he is and what a fraud these people are. And by the way, folks, if you Google and really dig into this, you'll see that Mr. Gillum is surrounded as mayor in Tallahassee with corruption, surrounded. So this is how the left-wing, uh, let me see if I can find it. The, uh, let's see. The left-wing Tallahassee Democrat, well, anyway, I can't find it right now. They're pushing this. Every so-called free press outlet is pushing it over and over and over again. And they pull this with conservatives all the time. Ronald Reagan was a racist. Donald Trump is a racist. Nixon with his Southern uh, state policy, racist. They used to call John McCain a racist until they decided to love him. John McCain, racist. Mitt Romney was a racist. And why the Republican Party... And Republican sites and Republican organizations and conservatives allow them to get away with this. I will never know. Since it's the Republican Party that has fought against slavery and segregation and Jim Crow and all the rest of it. That's the history of the Republican Party. Mr. Gillum has thrown in with the hard left. That's what he is. He's a leftist. And now the people of Florida have a wonderful choice. A wonderful choice. This is not a race between Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. This is a race between another radical progressive who wants to destroy what takes place in Florida, the vibrancy of that state, the economy of the state, the growth, the economic growth, the demographic growth of that state, wants to destroy all that's been done, all that's been produced over decade after decade after decade because he has has a new idea, you see, called democratic socialism, which is the oldest idea. Which is the oldest idea? Call it feudalism? Monarchalism? Call it whatever you want. The centralization of government. Another state. He wants to create another failed state. You want to see these failed states? Look at California look at Illinois, look at New Jersey look at New York, they're all over the place citizens trying to escape one state to get to another that's why Gillum wants to run this race on allegations of racism going to monkey things up was that the phrase Mr. Producer? monkey up things wow you know, when I do live in TV, from time to time I'll go on the, uh, on, on the set and I have to read certain commercials and so forth. And I often joke. Just give me that stuff, I'll read it like a monkey. It doesn't even occur to me that that has a racist connotation. Now, of course, you can use it in a racist connotation, but this is what's very interesting about the left and their mind games and how diabolical they are. The reference to monkey is an absolute racist use of the word when it is applied to a race. It is disgusting and it is disgraceful. It is perfectly legitimate when it is applied to a situation like Ron DeSantis was mentioning. Monkey things up, meaning, you know, a monkey throws things around, runs around, does this, does that, does that. The Democrat Party in Florida, Mr. Gillum, their new nominee, who they really don't even want. Now that's an interesting story about racism within the Democrat Party. The Democrat establishment didn't get behind Gillum, did it? And the media in our country want this to be about racism. They're obsessed with it. Not because they believe it. Not because they believe it. Because they cannot win elections unless they destroy the unity of the country. Unless they undermine all the progress that's been made, certainly since the Civil War, certainly since the uh, Civil Rights Movement. They cannot succeed unless they divide us, unless they promote racism. That's why they attack Tiger Woods. That's why they attack anybody who doesn't fall in line. Ron DeSantis for governor in Florida. We can wish it would be a debate about the issues and the ideas of what each candidate stands for. But the Democrat Party in Florida, they are embarrassed by their nominee. He was not the establishment's choice. They are embarrassed by their nominee. They nominated a radical socialist. And now they've got to deal with the consequences. I'll be right back.
3: Mark Levin.
1: All right, so Andrew Gillum, obviously working with the Democrat Party in Florida and now the National Democrat Party, of course with the media, uh, he's brought to speak on uh, Fox News on the Shep Smith show. Let's see how this went. Cut three, go.
4: It was the monkey this up part. Sir, your response. Yeah, that that, that part wasn't lost on me. Uh, It's very clear. Uh, that Mr. DeSantis is uh, taking a page directly from the campaign manual of Donald
1: All right, let, Trump. Let's stop right here. This is, is, this is disgusting, that this candidate, Gillum, knows damn well what was meant. He's an intelligent man, he's a politician, he's a mayor. And to try to attribute an innocent statement with no racial connotations into a... An evil statement of racial connotations is outrageous. Is absolutely outrageous. But he plays right along, and the people of Florida need to hear this. The people of Florida need to know this. Go ahead.
4: Uh, But I think he's got another thing coming to him. If he thinks that in today's day and age, Florida voters are going to respond to that level of derision and division, they're sick of it.
1: Do you believe Uh, that? you believe that? This is also what the left does. Mr. Gillum is very good at this. They state an absolute fabrication. They apply it to their opponent, and then they say people are sick of it. Right? Isn't that what you're hearing? I think people are sick of demagogues like Mr. Gillum, not because he's African American, because he's a left wing radical kook, much like his dear friend Bernie Sanders. Go ahead.
4: Offer in this race was that racist, stall, racist or a, for a fig- we want to or want go a, fig- as a state? Was that racist or a figment of speech? Well, uh, well, uh, uh, in the uh, the handbook of Donald Trump, they no longer. Uh, uh, do uh, whistle calls. They're now using full bullhorns. So this
1: guy's just rambling along, spewing his hate. I want the people of Florida to know you couldn't have a clear choice. This guy's a hate monger. I think I can still use that word, can I, Mr. Producer? He's a hate monger. He's also a liar because he knows damn well that's not what DeSantis said. So now whistle calls as opposed to bullhorns. All you people in Florida... Who voted for Donald Trump? Or let me put it to you this way all the folks in Florida who didn't vote for Gillum, apparently, all of you are susceptible not just to whistle calls, but bullhorns. And I wonder if he meant by bullhorns the old South. That you're all a bunch of white racists. This is how you're treated. This is why you despise the media. This is why you despise the left. DeSantis didn't say anything like this, and he didn't put down any of Mr. Gillum's supporters. He didn't say a word about Mr. Gillum's supporters. But all of you who voted for DeSantis, you must be white supremacists. You know, you're responding to bullhorns now, right? Isn't that what he's saying? Go ahead.
4: What I've got to say about that is that uh, we've got to make sure that we stay focused, I think, on the issues that confront everyday But you're people. not
1: focused on the issues. You're race baiting. Go ahead.
4: I'm not going to get down in the gutter uh, with DeSantis and Trump. But you
1: are in the gutter all by yourself. Well, not true. With your party. With the media. Mr. DeSantis isn't in the gutter. You are. Now you're trying to claw your way out. Go ahead. There's
4: enough of that going on. Uh, I'm going to try and stay high. And try to talk about what the North Star and the future is for the state of Florida. So
1: he just finishes character assassinating DeSantis with a big lie. Then he says, I'm going to stay high. You know, we're only going to go high here. We're not going to be in the gutter. But they are in the gutter. They started this. I'll be right back.
5: Levin, radio's principled patriot.
1: Call in now at 877-381-3811. So don't monkey this up, quote, monkey this up by trying to embrace a socialist agenda with huge tax increases, unquote. That is a racist statement now. And yet the people of Florida are not stupid. They're not going to buy the radicalism and the radical media One of the things that's actually quite sad is what the Democrat Party has done to itself. A guy like Gillum, he's one of their young leaders. It's really too bad that young people, millennials if you wish to call them that, looking to the Democrat Party, looking to Democrat leaders, have to listen to socialists who race bait. Imagine if their leaders, still liberal, would actually debate ideas and issues. As opposed to this stuff. Now, if DeSantis was a racist, why play around with the word monkey? Monkey this up by trying to embrace a socialist agenda with huge tax increases. Why not just say it if you're a racist? Because he's not. The question I have is Mr. Gillam a racist for taking this issue and twisting it like this and using it in smearing his opponent. Does it cut both ways? Remember when they tried to do this to Mitt Romney? Phrases that he used, other people. This is supposed to be a battle of ideas. How does this help the people of Florida, the citizens of Florida? But this guy, Gillum, is a radical. And Floridians are not radicals. People go to Florida to escape these smothering taxes and regulations in parts of the other country, of the rest of the country. They have no state income tax. They have limits on property taxes. They have a medium sales tax. I believe it's 6%. It's really a very well-run state as states go. But Gillum wants to turn Florida into California. He wants to turn Florida into New Jersey. He wants to turn Florida into New York or worse or worse. Now we do have uh, some audio, if I can find it, of course, of uh, of what he has said. And let's see here, Mister Producer, where where is he with the uh, with the Let's get rid of eyes? Can you help me? I had to wake up, Mister Producer. Yeah, number five. Let's hear this. He's on CNN. Go.
4: They're all ready coming for you based on your message ron desantis the republican nominee had a statement last night about you Andrew your gillum he says you want to abolish ice you do correct uh we want to replace ice uh with the department of justice uh okay. so, an entity that has not been tarnished in the same way as as ice has
1: oh that's pretty funny i would love to ask all these people who want to get rid of ice do you know what ice does So they want to get rid of ICE because the most radical, irresponsible elements in their coalition oppose ICE. What does ICE do? Fundamentally, what does ICE do? ICE is, I believe, the first or second largest federal law enforcement agency. The Border Patrol handles the border and areas near the border, and ICE goes into your communities to find MS-13, to find kidnapped people, to look for criminals. And to put them through the deportment process. Why would you want to get rid of ICE? And what is the Department of Justice? What is the Department of Justice going to do? What are they going to do? Send the antitrust lawyers? The civil division lawyers? What are they going to do? Send Robert Mueller on the board? Well, that actually might be a good idea. But what, what are they going to do? See, this is a very slippery, silly connivance. Now, I have something to replace ICE. The Department of Justice, that'll replace ICE. Go ahead.
4: He, so he, he says you want to abolish ICE. You say you want to replace it. That's basically the same thing. He says you want a billion-dollar tax increase. He says you want single-payer health care system as Florida. You do want Medicare for all, correct? Uh, I am a champion uh, for treating health care as a right and
1: not a privilege. That's now, why are you a champion of anything? You're a politician. You've been a mayor. He's a champion? Of are treating health care as a right, not a privilege. Well, as I've said before, ladies and gentlemen, if health care is a right, if healthcare is a right, then all of you veterans, you have a right to health care whenever you want it, wherever you want it. You have a right to whatever medicine that you need and whatever care you need. And you have a right to have it timely, immediately. What does that mean? It's a right and not a privilege. What it means is he's a socialist. And what he also means is healthcare is a right, but actual medical treatment. Now nah, that's a whole nother story. Is healthcare a right in Venezuela? Yes, it is. Healthcare was a right in the old Soviet Union. Healthcare is a right in Cuba. Really? And are people going there for treatment? No, they're not. Why? Because you can't get it. If you get it, it's lousy. Go ahead.
4: Right. Uh, And expanding Medicaid uh, in the state of Florida for over 700,000 people who right now don't have access to.
1: I'm telling you, you're going to have folks, you're going to have income taxes in Florida. This guy's elected because you can't pay for any of this stuff any other way. So Florida will turn into every other state. I'm just telling you now, he's going to destroy. Medicare He's going to destroy Medicaid. He's going to destroy your tax system. He's going to destroy the quality of life because that's what socialists do. They don't create a shining city on the hill. They create a depressing, bleak environment. Go ahead.
4: This state about six billion dollars in federal money that should be coming to Florida that right now is being distributed to other states. Uh, but I happen to okay. believe that that's not left or right or center, uh, that that's basic and common for the for the. Everyday yeah, people yeah, it's are- not
1: left, right. You see, uh, he's got the talking point. So he's a radical leftist. And DeSantis is a racist. But hey. He's for uniting the people of Florida. And, uh, of course, he's not right, left, or center. He's just, you know what? Maybe he's not. He's radical, hard left. That's where he is. Go ahead.
4: They need it. Uh, And as governor, it's my job to deliver that.
1: Oh, okay. Well, Florida, you have a clear-cut choice, man. I'm not kidding. Clear-cut choice. Now, what about Trump? Same interview, same network, CNN. Should Trump be impeached? They asked the mayor of Tallahassee. Cut six, go.
4: It won't be your job if you are elected governor, but do you think the president should be impeached?
1: Now stop right there. Isn't that a lovely question? The question has absolutely nothing to do what he w- about what he would do as governor. Why doesn't he ask him, do you favor a state income tax? Where are you going to come up with the money on Medicaid. While well, we get that from the federal government, it runs out. All the states are left holding the bag under Obamacare. Go ahead. Absolutely,
4: do. I think he's, he's already incriminated himself by interfering with the Department of Justice, firing Jim Comey, of whom I'm no fan of, uh, but basically obstructing justice. And ever since that time, he is uh, uh, only driven deeper uh, down a pretty dark hole. So there Not you only-
1: go. Every imaginable kook, radical position you can think of. He embraces. And not only that, then he pretends it's not Republican, it's not Democrat. So Trump should be impeached. Medicare should be destroyed and replaced with single payer. Medicaid should be massively expanded to include all sorts of pay level, income level of people. There should be a 40% Corporate income tax rate. What's this guy running for? Is he running for uh, president of Cuba or what? The old Soviet Union's dead, I thought, except apparently in the minds and heart of the radical left in the Democrat Party. Go ahead.
4: For himself, but for this
1: country. Yeah. Now, who is... Uh, who's this fellow? This who is, who is Michael Starr Hopkins? Democratic strategist. I talked about this the other day. People keep showing Democratic strategist, Democratic opera. I've never heard of these people before, but apparently he served on Obama and Hillary campaigns. Michael Starr Hopkins. And he's so brilliant. Uh, that I believe this is MSNBC, not CNN. Uh, that he was brought on MSNBC. Cut for go. Do you accept the fact that he may not have made, met this in a, in a, in a racist way? No,
0: absolutely not. He knew where he was when he said it, and he knew the audience he was talking to. And just to build upon uh, the
1: previous... Why do leftists insist that non-racist things are racist? Have you thought about that? Why do they insist? Here's a headline. DeSantis under fire for saying Florida voters shouldn't monkey this up by electing Gillum. That's not what he said. He didn't say Florida voters shouldn't monkey this up by electing Go- Gillum. That's not what he said. He said Florida voters shouldn't monkey this up by embracing socialism. Absolutely incredible. We'll be right back. Mark in I wonder how many of the people in Florida who have Cuban ancestry, who fled or whose ancestors fled from Cuba and that utopian socialist state. I wonder what they think of what Mister Gullum has to say, and many of those individuals are people of color. You know, in fact, the vast majority. I wonder about. Relatively new arrivals from Venezuela I wonder what they think about Mr. Gillum and his brand of socialism what do they think about it most of the people who flee these communist regimes and get to Florida they don't leave Florida for say well one of the blue states they like Florida because it's free it's a free state the democrats are trying to take it they want to destroy it they can take florida it becomes very very difficult for republicans to win national elections they take texas it's impossible for republicans to win any presidency they probably heard me talking about the recent censorship we've seen of conservative voices on social media it's not enough for them to have a platform where people can debate ideas and share opposing views No, the liberals have one agenda, to shut down conservative speech. They can't stand President Trump, and they try to shut down anyone who says a good word about him, or frankly, people who want to talk about conservative ideas. Well, you know what we're all about on my shows, and that's giving people the truth, no matter the cost. That's why we created CRTV, Conservative Review TV. It's a completely separate platform where you can get uncensored content from hosts you trust. And if you're like us, you've seen the writing on the wall. And it's time to start building this networking community of conservatives. We need you to be part of this conservative community. And many of you are, but many of you aren't. And it's not going to keep growing if we don't have the support from listeners like you who become viewers. So we're going to give everyone access to CRTV for 30 days, absolutely free. For 30 days, absolutely free. Here's what you do. You need to call now, 844-LEVIN-TV, that's 844 V I N T V, tv and we'll have you all set up in five minutes, less than five minutes. That's 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-LEVIN-TV. All right, take a few calls here. This is a, this is a big matter to me, because this is how they try to take out conservatives all the time. If you're conservative and Republican, ipso facto, you're a racist, and I am sick to my stomach. I've had enough of it, and we must fight it. Enough of it. Let's go to Rod, Cleveland, Ohio, on XM Satellite. Go.
3: How you doing, Mark? Hey. Okay. Uh, first, I just want to apologize uh, to you because I'll never be able to repay you for the education that you've given me.
1: No, in the last
3: it's months.
1: You don't ever have to apologize. I'm I'm thrilled you're a listener. I wanna thank you.
3: Hey man, you're you're you really you really got me going, I mean, with with my mind and everything that's going on. I I just wanted to uh say one thing about uh uh there's not gonna be a blue wave. The American people well the the uh the Asana majority is so pissed off of what's going on out here, you know, being stifled by the media, you know, and not to try to sound trite because you just talked about it. But that's exactly what's going on. We have no voice. We can't, you know, that's the way I feel about it, you know, and i just sitting here stewing, you know, night after night of what's
1: going on. And, and uh, if you don't agree with the left, you're a racist. So they try to shut you down and they try to uh, insist that you embrace their radicalism. Tell me, is, uh, what, is, what is so uh, – uh, you look at Cuba. You look at uh, you look at Venezuela. These are countries in Latin America, right? Uh, Right. Are those people starving to death? Yes. Are those people being denied basic liberties? Yes. Okay. Well, it's socialism, in my view, that's racist, not capitalism. Capitalism. Let me give you an example, Rod. And I have this example or similar to it in Liberty and Tyranny. You go into a diner, right? You sit down. It's morning. You order a couple eggs, bacon, some hash browns, you get a cup of coffee, small orange juice, okay? I'm already hungry. When you do that, does it ever enter your mind if the farmer or the rancher who raised those chickens, who produced those eggs and sent them into market that wind up on your plate, what their race is, has it ever entered your mind, Rod?
3: Absolutely not. I don't okay.
1: think that. So. No, you don't think that way. The people who made the forks and the knives and the spoons... Where the coffee comes from, it never even enters your mind. And that is the genius, the beauty of capitalism. It's about liberty. It's about market competition. It's about pricing. It's about profit. It's not about race. It's not about religion. It's not about sex or sexual preference. Socialism is the opposite. They want to know all about you. They want to know all about your ancestors. They want to know all about your background, who to reward, who to punish who to redistribute to who to redistribute from they want to know all those things so they can control you and divide one against the other capitalists could give a damn socialists care about it see my point rod that,
3: that's correct they project they're constantly projecting their ideas onto us and i you know and it's and it's infuriating you know and and, and all we can do is vote you know and, what do you what
1: do you do my friend if i may ask
3: I'm a driver. Yeah, Uh, you sound
1: sound great. What do you drive?
3: Thank you. Uh, I I pull oversized uh, uh, tractor trailer. I pull oversized loads. I'll
1: tell you what. I don't know how you do that. It would scare the living hell out of me to turn a corner with one of those things. (laughs) And I don't know how you park them, for God's sakes. Unbelievable. Seriously, when I watch these, these big tractor trailers go by, I salute because that's nothing I could do. Look, there's certain things I know I can do and certain things I know I can't do. So you call and thank me for this show, which I I really, really appreciate. I want to thank you for making sure I eat at night by moving stuff across the country. All right, brother, you take care of yourself. I'll be right back.
0: He's here. He's here. Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
1: Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. So let's, let's dig into this a little bit more deeply from the first hour. First of all, anybody who tries to use what DeSantis said as a racist issue to hit him over the head, you know they are frauds, absolute disgusting frauds, period. And you really do dumb, it's like the the use of the word Hitler, you really do dumb down what these, these words in the wrong context really do mean and how hurtful they are. Then I heard Juan Williams on Fox even go further, that he said he was articulate and a socialist. Well, he is articulate, and he is a socialist. So, in other words, DeSantis can't run for governor. You're not allowed to run. You're not allowed to run. So, understood phrases and, you know, usual words to describe an opponent and an opponent's views, you're not allowed to use. This is what they pulled with Obama. And quite frankly, God rest his soul, John McCain fell for it. But this is what they pulled with Obama. And this is what they're pulling with the guy in Florida. And this is what they'll always pull because they don't want to win fair and square. they got to whip up the base. they got to whip up the media. Well, the media does the whipping up, but you understand my point. And so the gentleman is a socialist. The gentleman is articulate. You can say that about Bernie Sanders. He's a socialist and he's articulate. So what? That has racial connotations, too? This isn't going to work in Florida. You know, calling everybody a racist, who's not? Calling anyone who disagrees with you a racist, who is not? Demanding that people accept your ideology, that is fascistic. That is totalitarian. And that is what's going on. Now, I want to get back to this issue of socialism versus capitalism. Socialism has a lot of connotations. I don't need technical explanations from eggheads. We know exactly what it means here. But let's use the more ambiguous term so we can cover the map. So we can cover the map. And same with capitalism. Capitalism is actually a word that was invented by Marx. But I have no problem with it. I have no problem with it at all. Trade and commerce, private property rights, that's how the founders viewed it. And that's what it is. But I want to expand on the point I was making at the close of the first hour. When you have socialism, you have a greater control of the economy than you would have under capitalism. We can at least agree to that. And you need a bigger and bigger government with more and more individuals in the government making decisions about the economy. And these people who are making decisions about the economy, they have their own prejudices. And by that, I don't necessarily mean racial or religious or sexual or any of that sort of thing. They have their own viewpoints, policy agendas and they have the power to impose those and project those upon you. And more and more our government wants to know what race you are. More and more our government wants to know what your wealth is. More and more our government wants to know what your religion is. More and more our government wants to know more and more about you. Why? Just so they can do a census? No. Why do they want to know more and more about you? Why does the federal government want to know more and more about you About your healthcare, about your income, about your employment, about your business, about your family members, where you've traveled, what your phone numbers are. Why does the government want to know more and more about you, to control you? There's no other reason. And the government has an enormous amount of data on you. And significant portions of that data are used to make decisions about you and about your, about the society we live in. Who gets what? Who doesn't get what? Who lives where? Who should live where? Who qualifies for this loan, this program? Who doesn't qualify for this loan, this program? Who should be paying what into what? Who should be redistributed to? Who should be redistributed from? So, the government wants to know all about you in order to reward you or punish you. Capitalism isn't about the government. Capitalism isn't about keeping government related data on you. Capitalism isn't about government redistributing wealth. Capitalism isn't about decisions based on race or religion. Oh, of course, there are those who do it, but as a whole, it is not. When you go to the grocery store tomorrow or maybe you're there now and when you're looking for a particular product you don't care if a black farmer grew it or a white farmer grew it or somebody with a mixed heritage grew it you could care less. You want to buy the best you can as cheaply as you can. I don't care about somebody's race or religion or whatever it is. That's capitalism. Capitalism is the least racist economic model in existence. Now, socialists, on the other hand, have to try to make capitalism racist. And so they'll say, let's look at the government kept statistics. Who benefits from capitalism? Which racial group benefits from capitalism? Which age group benefits from uh, capitalism? How about LGBTQ? Do they benefit or do they not benefit? Everything is about. Putting people in groups, in classes, in a caste system, and turning one against the other. Capitalism, you could care less. You could care less. And we know this. You can go virtually anywhere and see it in action. Go to a football stadium, there's people of all colors, all backgrounds, all creeds there. Who gives a damn? Cheering for the same team, cheering against the same team. Genau. The grocery store. You go into grocery stores, all kinds of people in the grocery store working there. Shopping there. Nobody cares. He gives it a second thought. You go into a restaurant. All kinds of people in the restaurant. Nobody's doing a head count based on race or that group sits over there, that group sits over there. The government likes that sort of thing. Capitalism. True capitalism. It works. Now, there are places where it doesn't work, where you have racists who do this, that, that. I get that. I really do. And that applies everywhere in anything in all walks of life. It's a sad fact. As Shelby Steele says, racism exists as stupidity exists. We'd love to wring it out of society, but some of it just exists. But that doesn't mean the whole system and the whole society is racist. Now, who died to name the Democrat Party the monitor of racism? When it is the Democrat Party that has always been the party of racism. Those weren't Republican governors standing in the schoolhouse doors of elementary schools in Arkansas and in Alabama they were Democrats they were Democrats and the South has changed now it's Republican so there aren't Republican governors standing in anybody's door no there aren't the first Civil Rights Act of the modern era of course we could talk about what took place right after the Civil War, they were Republican. But let's bring it up. The 1957 Civil Rights Act, Dwight Eisenhower, you never hear about it. You never hear about it. These Civil Rights Acts were Republican ideas. Some Republicans voted against it for constitutional reasons, not for racial reasons. But every single Democrat who voted against those Civil Rights Acts claimed they did it, for constitutional reasons, but they did it because they were segregationists. Including Robert Byrd, the former leader of the Democrat Party in the Senate. Meaning that Democrats voted for him to be their leader. Who was the leading segregationist in the Republican Party in the modern era, who they voted to be a leader? Not one. None. None. We cannot let people get away with labeling conservatives and Republicans racists when they are not. The president of the United States, (coughs) not a racist, He's never been a racist. He's hired more minorities than CNN and MSNBC combined in his career. No evidence whatsoever. Why? Because he supports securing the border and enforcing our immigration laws? Now you're a racist? Why? Because he supports law enforcement to try and keep our communities safe? Now you're a racist? No, he's no racist. But there are plenty of race baiters, I can tell you that. The golden age of journalism, right, Jake Tapper? The golden age of Journalism, or as I said the other day, no, no, no—it's the golden age of yellow journalism. I'll be right back. Much lovin'. You know, uh, the uh, we have a long—what is it? Several days, I guess. Of. Uh, Saying goodbye to John McCain. Do you know that Sarah Palin was not invited to John McCain's funeral? This is from The Hill. Former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin has reportedly not been invited to attend the funeral services for John McCain, her one-time running mate. NBC News reported Wednesday that Palin had not been invited. A source within the Palin family told NBC News that out of respect for Senator McCain and his family, we have nothing to add at this point. This is really hateful. And um, the senator said something a few months ago that he didn't think, and I paraphrase, that he should have picked Palin, he should have picked Lieberman. I don't know how well that would have gone on the uh, floor of the Republican convention, but what is this animosity towards Palin? I mean, you reach out to Barack Obama, you reach out to Chuck Schumer, You reach out to Ted Kennedy. Sarah Palin, what did Sarah Palin ever do that uh, deserves this kind of treatment? You know, I've come to know the Palins. I mean, we don't spend time together. We don't socialize. I've never been to Alaska. That's not my point, but I feel like I know her quite well. We've spoken a few times. She was on uh, Life, Liberty, and Living, and she was really good before the program we spoke and on the program we spoke. I, I remember that, that election in 2008, but for Sarah Palin, I think John McCain would have been beaten even worse. And it was she who brought the crowds out, 25,000, 30,000. I remember Leesburg, Virginia, my neck of the woods. My family ran over there while I was on the uh, radio to see Sarah Palin, not John McCain. Again, this isn't a put-down of John McCain, but I I'm really quite stunned at this. If you're going to be so detailed and meticulous about what's going to take place, why would you? Why would you do that? It it just seems so mean. Um, why? Because the media didn't like Sarah Palin? Because the media would focus on Sarah Palin? If if you're so media-centric, then you worry about those things. But you really can't be. And you really shouldn't be. The media are, as a group, contemptible. They know they're contemptible. They just won't admit it. But they are contemptible. Here's what Sarah Palin wrote in a tweet about John McCain. Today we lost, on his passing, today we lost an American original. Senator John McCain was a maverick and a fighter, never afraid to stand for his beliefs. John never took the easy path in life, and through sacrifice and suffering, he inspired others to serve something greater than self. And the Palin family will always cherish their friendship with the McCains and hold those memories dear, the source, a source close to the family said. According to NBC, now there's a class act right there. Many of those in the media who trash McCain now celebrate him. Many of those in the Senate who hated McCain now celebrate him. I'm just uh, really quite astonished, quite frankly. Quite astonished. Even disappointed that she would be treated this way because she doesn't deserve it. She didn't do anything but help the McCain campaign and she never attacked him. Even when others, like I, were extremely critical of him in some of his votes in the Senate, which I believe were quite detrimental on Obamacare and on immigration and on the Bush tax cuts and, and so many other areas. As well as good votes too, but that's why the left praises him. All right, let's take some calls. Jeff Lufkin, Texas, XM Satellite, go. Hey, Mr. Mark, Mr. Mark, Mark is how you Mark is good. Doing? Mark is good. Good, how are you? I'm doing
6: great. I just, uh, my thought was, is I don't know why you're surprised that the
2: that the Democrats would race bait. They've been doing that since prior to the Civil War. They've always wanted to be divisive in the country. They've always used the poor whites against the blacks as a way to control. And now that that's not totally working, because most of us in the South could give a crap whether you're any color, is now they're doing it with money. But they've always been the divisive party. They've always looked. Well, I don't disagree.
1: I mean, I've spent a lot of my career explaining the history of the Democrat Party, which is... Rejected explaining the history of the New York Times when it came to the Holocaust. These are not institutions to be revered. The Democrat Party has a lot of explaining to do. The New York Times has a lot of explaining to do, which, of course, they'll never do. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate your call. Betty, Fort Pierce, Florida, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Mark
7: Levin, I met you at uh, Ron DeSantis' uh, over there in PGA Boulevard a couple months ago. Thank you. I gave you the progressive Americanism, not progressivism sticker.
1: Oh, I remember you. Yes,
7: yes. yes. I want you to know we're out here, we're fighting every day, and I'd like the message to get to to Ron DeSantis. Let him be the one to control uh, the... the, um, what what message is being get gotten across? Don't let them set the narrative. Whenever they mm-hmm. throw a question out here, like him, he said, "I'll be glad to compare and contrast whatever issue it is." Is this what you want to talk about, taxes, or do you want to talk? And let him be the one to set the platform because he's the leader. He's the he's the warrior. He's the soldier.
1: Let me let me tell you something, Betty. They underestimate Ron DeSantis. He's been to war. He knows he knows how to fight, and he will fight. And he just won a primary. President Trump gave him a strong support, but. If he wasn't a great candidate, nothing any of us could do, including the president, would have gotten him across the finish line.
8: Mark Levin, a proud conservative. No ifs, ands, or buts. Call in at 877-381-3811.
1: You know, I was sent a note from our friends at FilterBuy from a new customer. And the note said, I have been in the middle of a home renovation and there is drywall dust everywhere. Plus, the contractors are leaving the doors open and it's been over 100 degrees many days this summer. Last weekend, my AC unit stopped working on the second floor. It turns out that the filters were about 90% clogged with drywall dust and it was choking the system. Buying filters was always a uh, pain because my system needed custom sizes. But with FilterBuy, they were able to get me exactly what I needed, fast and at a great price. Thank you for advertising with Mark Levin. Because of stories like this now, FilterBuy is America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. Choose from over 600 sizes that ship for free within 24 hours, plus they're manufactured in America. Save 5% when you subscribe for auto replacement. That is, you get a regular schedule. You don't even think about it. They show up. You take those filthy filters out. You have a nice, clean uh, air environment in your home for yourself and your family and your pets. You get rid of those, and you put the new ones in. It's really that simple. You save time. You save money. You breathe better. You go to FilterBuy.com. Get 5% when you do that. FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. It goes FilterBuy.com, uh, and let, when you call them or contact them, let them know that Mark Levin sent you. What a great service and a great product. Absolutely. All right. Let's continue. Let us go to John, San Francisco, California, the great KSFO. Go.
2: Hi, Mark. Uh, You know, I'm really hopeful that uh, uh, Mr. DeSantis just dismisses this race-baiting as the ridiculous nonsense that it is is and focuses on the issues, as you say, especially in a state like uh, Florida. I mean, uh, Medicaid, expansion of Medicaid, Medicare for all, even though he's going to be a governor and he has no federal control over Medicare. What, what the people, the elderly people in Florida and everywhere else in the country need to understand is the Republicans aren't taking away your Medicare. Medicare. When the Democrats talk about Medicare for all, what they're talking about is a bureaucracy in Washington, D.C. that's going to decide whether an eight-year-old girl needs a transplant or an 88-year-old old fogey needs a transplant. And which one do you think is going to win when we have to start rationing health care? Because there's not enough money to pay for people that are over 65 to begin with.
1: And when they say Medicare for all, what they really mean is they will destroy it and replace it with some Stalinist iron-fisted centralized system that goes well beyond anything that our our senior citizens can possibly imagine. And as we know, it never works. It can't work.
2: Democrats who, who are taking it away. Or I want to say it's the Democratic socialists who are taking it away, but it's the mainstream Democrats who are taking it away. And as you say, you can have health care for all, but you... You can't have uh, uh, actual can't medical have, uh, care. Yeah, you can't have the actual medical care. I mean, when you need to, you know, we, we know too many people that uh, have been visiting from Canada. And when they need an operation, they get it here before they go back home. If,
1: Let me ask you a question. If single payer health care worked, if it cut costs, if it liberated the burden of the bureaucracy, if it, if it made people healthier, well, do you really think you and I would oppose it? Of course We oppose not. it because we want to protect ourselves and protect our families, even putting economics aside, which is hard to do. The fact of the matter is we want to stay healthy. We want to be healthy. We want the, we want the best for our kids and our grandkids and, and other family members and our neighbors and our colleagues. Socialism gives you crap.
2: And it's not selfishness or a lack of compassion for others, because you have to be smart enough to know that, you know, even Jesus said, the poor you'll always have with you. There's just, we've got limited resources, we have to allocate them as best as we can so that the greatest number of people are served. And
1: uh, if you You know... know You know, it's really sad, John, that we have to go through this over and over again. In the wealthiest nation the planet has ever known. And I don't mean for the wealthy, the wealthiest across the board. Across the board, our people have access to things whether you call whether people are called poor, or middle class, or whatever that uh, that, that in the past people could only imagine.
2: Well, and you know, there's nothing new under the sun, Mark. Uh, it's not just this whole notion of redistribution and uh, and goodies for everyone that's ancient. It's also the ad hominem attacks. Mm-hmm. And Mr. De Santos is currently suffering. This is what they did back in Greece and Rome. There's nothing new here. When you can't debate the facts, you attack the man.
1: All right, my friend. Appreciate your call. Joe. Ocala, Florida, the great WSKY. Go.
6: How you doing? Nice to talk to you. Thank you, sir. I'm I'm one of the people to moved here from New Jersey, as you mentioned before. Moved to Florida
1: that. from New Jersey, right?
6: And you're the first person on media today that I heard mention this, but Gilliam is forgetting about another large group of people in Florida, the Cubans that have moved here from Cuba because of socialism.
1: Mm-hmm. And now the Venezuelans uh, as well as others.
6: Correct.
1: Haitians? That,
6: uh, I, hope he, I hope he has a good resume to find another job.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, that'll be uh, next running for president. And All right. All right, Joe, appreciate your call, my friend. Bob, Indianapolis, Indiana. Go. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Okay. Hey, um, my my problem is you hear Democrats like this
3: guy down there in Florida always saying things like access to health care. I have yet to go into a hospital anywhere and hear them ask anyone, do you have money? Do you have insurance? How about a credit card? No get out they can't do that they're not allowed to do that it's not a restaurant you know you're not going in for a la carte anybody who's sick can go to an emergency room or uh, an urgent care center and get the
1: care they need Mm -hmm. you know health care insurance but you see that that wasn't good enough the fact that we have medicaid that that costs every state, listen to this, every state budget, 20 to 25 cents out of a dollar goes to Medicaid, and they're expanding it. The fact that we have Medicaid and Medicare in some cases that cover poor people, the fact that people can go into an emergency room and get free care, that wasn't good enough. They have to destroy the entire health care system, destroy the market system, and decide who gets what. And that's what I say. That's what they're all about. They want to know who gets what. And so... uh The uh, the other system, the capitalist system, the reason why it's so successful is because we don't care about who gets what. You know, we don't care about their race. We don't care about their income level. We don't care about any of that. We just care about making a good deal. And that, they say, is heartless. No, no, no. That is compassion because of the result. Thank you for your call, my friend. Jason, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, XM Satellite, Go.
3: Thank you, Mark. Hey, it's a pleasure to
1: talk to a great patriot like yourself, sir. Thank you, buddy. Hey, going on to this whole socialism of Gillum and his island with Bernie Sanders, they don't realize what industries they were going to be destroying by doing, raising the taxation so that they can pay for everything that
3: everybody else wants. The first one of the first industries that will be
1: affected is the trucking industry due to the fact that it's going to raise prices on transportation and transporting goods to your local supermarkets, your local hardware stores, your local mechanic shops, all this other stuff. If you destroy that industry, you are destroying part of the lifeblood of the American body by throwing the cholesterol of freaking socialism into it. Well said. Excellent. Excellent. Well said. And if he gets to be governor, God forbid, watch what happens to real estate values across the state of Florida. I'm not kidding. You're going to put in a 40% corporate income tax, and I guarantee he's going to have to push up property taxes. He's going to have to find a way. He'll stack the Supreme Court with leftists, so they'll do it for him. Uh, And then he's going to have to put in an income tax. They'll just spend and spend and spend and put the pressure on, and that's what they'll do. And so Florida will cease being Florida. Property values will uh, will start to flatten out and drop. Uh, all all the things that make Florida Florida will be under uh, under stress. And that's the problem. He's just another leftist uh, who now wants to ruin another state. Thank you for your call, my friend. Stephen, New York City, the great WABC, go.
9: Hi, Mark. I just want to take one minute to... St- tell the country how dumb people in New York are now tonight
1: hold I'm on l- now I got a massive audience in New York my listeners excluded
9: okay your listeners excluded now there's a governor's debate on tonight but I'm listening to you instead you have Cuomo a lying corrupt leftist against running against a, a, uh, a communist
1: broad and <laughs> uh, uh, watch, watch your language Cindy Nixon yes go ahead
9: and they're, and they're debating on who can out-communist each other in addition to blasting Trump.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
9: me as a conservative up here have absolutely no voice at all.
1: That's why we have what's called mobility.
9: I have five more years until I retire. I hope I have someplace to go in
1: five years. Well, you'll go where everyone else goes, to Florida, unless this guy screws up Florida. Please, please, please. Florida. You know, everyone who retires in New York and New Jersey and many in Pennsylvania and these others, they go to Florida. Obviously, I'm overstating. But you get my point. They don't want to pay the income taxes or anything else. That's why there's got to be a few safe havens left in the country, right?
9: I hope so. That's why I'm begging people in Florida, please do the right thing. Vote DeSantis.
1: All right, my friend. Thanks for your call. We'll be right back. love, in. Warren Beatty be a pallbearer in the uh, McCain funeral. Warren Beatty? Alright, whatever. This is a very important announcement. Every time you go online, your internet provider and advertising companies can track what you do and sell your personal information. You hear about this all the time. Plus, the NSA is gobbling up information. So, how can you protect yourself? Computer experts recommend using a VPN. Well, the software I use called ExpressVPN makes it super easy for anyone to stay private online. They're rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar. These days, I don't use the Internet without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN's apps take just minutes to set up and afterwards run seamlessly in the background of my computer and smartphone. You install the program, then turn on ExpressVPN protection with a single click. It couldn't be easier. That's right. Now ExpressVPN secures and makes anonymous your Internet through data encryption and hiding your IP address. That means nobody can record or access your online activity. So if you want to protect yourself from hackers, spy agencies, Chinese and so forth and your ispn visit expressvpn.com slash mark that's express e-x-p-r-e-s-s-v-p-n.com slash mark and get their special offer right now three months free three months free with a one-year package don't risk your online data any longer i'm sure you're sick of it already protect yourself i'm showing you how Visit expressvpn.com slash Mark today. You know, uh, the calls have been pretty good, so I'm going to go back into there and hope for the best. Vidal, Miami, Florida, on Sirius Satellite. Go.
10: Mark, it's a pleasure to be on your program, long-time listener. I was born in Cuba. I came to this country when I was 14 years old after seven years under the Castro regime. I was put through school of, of indoctrination due to the iq that i had i can tell each of your listeners this man is a simply and plainly stated a, a communist
1: that's gilliam you're I'm talking happy. about
10: i'm talking about uh, uh gilliam who's, who's, who's uh who's uh, supported by bernie sanders which by the way during the 2016 elections put as the example of uh, what he wanted uh, the United States to be, that uh, uh, he wanted the United States to be like Venezuela. There's your answer. Mm-hmm. His mind is a communist, don't vote for him. Everything he does is, will be against him.
1: What do you think most of the country. Cuban community will be thinking about this guy and his so-called democratic socialism?
10: They, they will not vote for him. Or mm-hmm. you know the the, the the younger people the, the problem Mark is that uh, it's it's in school they don't teach the young people what this is all about they 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 just brush through it they don't t- teach him principles they don't teach him the, the love of country they don't they, they don't teach civics and this is what the problem is mm-hmm. uh, they, they take. Uh, uh, I'm going to put an example, okay, because every time I, I debate a liberal, I, I tell him, I just want you to to hear a video of one hour that's in YouTube that was uh, 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 recorded in 1983. And you will see what communism is all about. You're going to see their tactics taught that, 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 uh, explained to you by all someone, right. by a of the KGB, called Yuri Bespinop, everything that they do.
1: Is, the, is exploit. All right, my friend, I got to go, and you make excellent, excellent points. I appreciate it. You take care of yourself. Lou, Milford, Connecticut, XM Satellite, go. My radio
5: hero, uh, the sea and ice often gets overlooked, and that's customs. They're a very important uh, protective and investigative arm of the agency, very large, in fact. They protect our water ports, our airports in the early nineties based on information from central america because they they're they're all over the place uh i was able to recover two parasitic containers on produce vessels there were d- direct sales to uh the atlantic and they, each one contained about 70 kilos of cocaine and you get stowaways on these ships too Uh and Unfortunately, they only inspect a small fraction. We would hope they would be bigger and the president would invest more when the time comes because of the uh, national security issue. But uh, this call for abolishment of ICE uh, came it's from the
2: warrant.
1: It's anarchy.
5: Yeah. Uh, she she and she was using that the, the same racism word that uh, has been attributed to Ron DeSantis. It is a go-to word for these people, and it's disgusting because it affects our safety and security uh, on the street. But but
1: but in using the word racism, the left does not want to have a debate. That's correct. They don't want to debate about our ideas. We can't wait to debate them, but they don't want to have a debate. They just condemn, and they label, and they smear, and that's good enough. And you see it on TV, you see it on these cable shows, and they say, uh, this is the golden age of journalism, you know, and we're the free press. No, you're not. It's not the golden age. It's the golden age of yellow journalism, and you're not the free press. There is a right to free press, but you're not a free press. You're ideological clowns. That's what you are.
5: It affects our social media as well, and the young people who rely on social media in particular for their, uh, for their information. Uh, it's, it's very difficult to counter that narrative once, uh, once they hear the word, because it's uh, you know, you've got your Antifa, your Black Lives Matter, and it's all our word, our word, our word.
1: All right, my friend, I appreciate your call and your service as well. Had a lot of good calls tonight. We have a lot of good callers lined up. I want to get into a few more big issues in the third hour, and we'll take the rest of your calls. So stick with us, and I'll be right back.
0: He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the Underground Command Post in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building,
1: we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Don Lemon is a pretend journalist and a host on CNN who has no ratings. the president's right. I'm a little disappointed he stole my line, but that's okay. He's very low IQ, just like Jeffrey Tubin, just like Brian Stelter, just like the whole crowd there. In the aggregate, they're low IQ. And we know Antifa is a violent Marxist organization. It is a violent Marxist organization. There have been some undercover video that shows them training. They are sort of a Marxist militia. And they've they've hurt a lot of people. They hurt a Bernie Sanders guy the other day. They've hurt Trump supporters. They've hurt police officers. A violent, nasty organization. But not the Don Lemon. Don Lemon thinks they're pretty cool. Oh, sure, they, they've got their issues. But they're not too bad. Hat tip, real clear politics. Cut eight, go.
5: It says it right in the name, Antifa. Anti-fascism, which is what they were there Um, fighting listen there's you know no organization is perfect there was some violence Um, no one condones the violence but there were different reasons for antifa and for these neo-nazis to be there one racist fascists the other group fighting racist fascists there is a fascist there's a distinction there thank you both
1: you are such an idiot why do you have to pick one or the other Why can't we condemn neo-Nazis and the Marxists that that is what exactly Antifa is? This is a fool, this Don Lemon, an absolute fool, but he fits perfectly within the uh, group of hosts over there during our golden age of journalism at uh, CNN. There's some violence. Does it sound like he's worried about their violence? Play it again. Watch, watch how he, uh, you know, it's, it's a throwaway line. Go ahead.
5: It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's, you know. Uh, hey,
1: dummy, dummy. And you are a dummy. Maoists claim to be anti-fascist. And Mao killed uh, 50 million of his own people. Castro claims to be anti-fascist, or the Castro, the remaining one. And they killed tens of thousands of people. You don't even understand this. You're such an idiot. Go ahead.
5: Violence. Um, No one condones the violence, but there were different reasons.
1: Now, what he said in half a nanosecond there nobody condones the violence, but. No, no, no. Let's talk about the violence. We ought to be talking about that. Not nobody condones the violence, but. Different reasons for Antifa and these neo Nazis to be there. Who cares? They're violent radical extremist organizations. All of them, both of them. Go ahead.
5: FIFA And for these neo-Nazis uh, to be there, one... Ah, shut
1: up, you idiot. No wonder you're on CNN. Nobody watches you. If I don't play your audio, nobody even knows what the, what the hell you're saying. Now, speaking of idiots, and just to be even-handed when it comes to race, of course, Jeffrey Tubin on CNN. This guy's a slime bucket. He truly is. Now listen to how he talks about Antifa. Go ahead.
4: Let, let's be clear also about what's going on here. The theme here is, I'm Donald, Donald Trump and I'll protect you from the scary black people. Antifa is widely perceived as an African-American organization. Now stop.
1: How is Antifa widely perceived? You see, he's the racist, Tubin. Mr. Bedouin, have you ever perceived Antifa as being widely perceived as a black organization no no it's widely perceived and known that most of these are spoiled rotten punks most of them white most of them who go to college and they're professors that's what most of them are and yet Jeffrey Tubman projects that it's widely perceived as populated by blacks not by me not by most people I don't think because it's not true but Jeffrey Tubin can say this, you see, because now he feels better. You see, he's not a racist. He's not a bigot. He can just call everybody else a racist and a bigot. Go ahead. Just part of the same story of LeBron James and Don Lemon and Maxine Waters and the NFL players and the UCLA basketball players. Oh, but he never calls out white people, does he, dummy? He even calls people like you out. Calls your whole network out, filled with white people. Now, we all know this. When the president takes on his opponents who attack him, he doesn't say, oh, I'm only taking on that guy because of their race. Last time I checked in the Republican primary when Donald Trump was running uh, for the nomination, I believe the vast majority of the candidates were not black. The vast majority were not brown. The vast majority were not red. The vast majority were white. Rosie O'Donnell, I don't believe she's black. We can go right down the list, can't we? So to listen to this Jeffrey Toobin, and by the way, later on you have the idiot uh, Wolf Blitzer, kind of stoking this, stirring the pot. This is why people cannot stand CNN or MSNBC. This is why Jake Tapper. It's the golden age of yellow journalism. You're a bunch of clowns. You're a bunch of fools. You're not sorting out fact from fiction. You're not holding people to account. you ideological hacks. Go ahead. About
4: black versus white. This is about Donald Trump's appeal to racism, and it just happens. There we go
1: again. All of you, you're appealed to Donald Trump because you, uh, he appeals to you because he's a racist and you're a racist. So says this white, this puke, this, this left wing. So says he. So says he. We're constantly being lectured, mostly by white people, about racism. It's, it's the, it's, it's, uh, and most of them live in New York or live in Washington, D.C. or live in L.A., lecturing everybody else. I told you about that cab drive. I, it was actually an Uber drive in Chicago about a month ago. Went to a beautiful wedding. The gentleman was 68 years old. He told me he's, he, he's a retired factory worker. He worked on the assembly line where they make ball bearings outside of Chicago. He was a, a fairly religious man. Very nice man. And he made the point. But for the media and but for these politicians, he said, I have people in this Uber. I'm retired. I don't need this job. I make a little extra money, but I enjoy meeting people. He said, I meet people, all walks of life, all races, all political viewpoints. And he said, the overwhelming majority of them are nice people. And they get along, and we all get along. But you see, ladies and gentlemen, Jeffrey Tubin cannot stand it. Don Lemon cannot stand it. So Antifa's okay. They may be a little violent now and then. They're imperfect. Big deal. Jeffrey Tubin. Trump condemning Antifa. We know why he's condemning Antifa, because we white people, you know, we're scared of black people. And Antifa is widely viewed as being black. No, it's not. Who are the racists here? It is they. Them. I'll be right back. love, in. Frankenfeinstein on MSLSD today. So, Trump is mentally ill. Trump is a racist. Trump is a this and Trump is a that. Oh, and did I mention, he's a felon. Oh, yes he is. Cut 13, go.
7: Is there any any situation where this could actually play into an obstruction issue? Alright,
1: stop. You see, this is uh, Andrea Mitzel. And Andrea Mitzel, you see, she's a real reporter. She's a real reporter. So, what she does is she controls the narrative, makes a statement, and then puts a question mark behind it, you see. Is there, is there any possibility that this, could, that this could play into an obstruction issue? Go ahead.
7: Trying to push sessions out, which could lead to the firing of Rod Rosenstein, which could lead to a domino effect that would affect the mother. Pro- Well,
9: I think that this theory is alive and well, and I think we're now this is a
1: woman who drove around for 20 years with a communist as her driver. This is what a dim bulb. She is Franken Feinstein and her husband Haas is up to his eyeballs with the red Chinese uh, government. They've made a fortune off the red Chinese government. So Andrea Mitchell, of course, goes to her to ask about Trump. Go ahead
9: what Mueller finds but um yeah, if i yeah. understand what mr cohen said yeah. uh, the president directed him to essentially commit a felony
1: all oh, right right that's what he said the president directed him to commit a felony go ahead
9: and um that's abduction of justice
1: yes it is so you see ladies and gentlemen she wants to impeach and remove i don't have any more times so i can explain these uh Campaign laws. If you choose to enter into an agreement, a non-disclosure agreement, and use your private monies or your corporate monies, and you do not use campaign money, but that's a side issue. Because you want to clean things up as you go into a race for office or if you're in a campaign. And of course it can influence a campaign. You're trying to clean things up in your private life. Or if you're, you spend money, you get a haircut or buy a, buy a silk suit and a new pair of shoes because you want to look better and influence the campaign. Or maybe you're accused of not paying a, a vendor or something like that and you decide, oh, you know what, pay the vendor because uh, I don't want any problems in the campaign. According to the Southern District in New York, that's a crime because they don't know crap. Just because they say it's a crime doesn't make it a crime. And here's my challenge to everybody out there. If it's a crime, then I assume it's been prosecuted as a crime and there have been convictions. So name one candidate, one, who's been prosecuted and convicted for settling a private lawsuit or settling a private matter with his or her own funds or his or her own corporate funds through their private corporation. Name one. Show me. Show me in the Southern District of New York. Where are they? There aren't any. So you have this idiot, Diane Frankenfeinstein. Hey, well, if I understand correctly... Well, you don't. If I understand correctly, uh, Cohen, uh, he uh, he directed him to essentially commit a felony. Oh, and by the way, of course you can direct your private attorney to make the payments. So what? The money, the money is not... Spent for the specific purpose of getting elected. For getting elected, for instance, leasing an office to put your, uh, you know, your your campaign staff in there or uh, bumper stickers or billboards or something. No. So you're not laundering money. You're not. Oh, it's hush money, hush money. No, they're called nondisclosure agreements. Companies enter into them all the time. Individuals enter into them all the time. Divorced people enter into them all the time. Confidentiality agreements. I guarantee you there's a whole file full of them in the Southern District of New York. I guarantee there's a whole file full of them at the Department of Justice. I guarantee you. Because there's nothing wrong with them. It happens all the time. Ta- no, no. It's hush money. It's obstruction. It's a crime. That she'll get reelected. She's from California. That's what they do. All right, let's see. uh, Who else shall we bother? Uh, Let's see here. Oh, we've got, uh, what is his name? Uh, Chris Murphy. Now, the Chris Murphy is a nobody senator from uh, Connecticut. Nobody senator from Connecticut, but he's on TV all the time because they like what he spews and burps up. Cut 14, go. Um, I
4: get a little uncomfortable when we have these
1: conversations
4: about um, the illegitimacy of a president because of a pending investigation. Uh, I, I think that you know Congress has in its power uh, the ability to do something about a president that we don't think uh, can legitimately um, carry out the functions of that office. It's impeachment. Short of that, I think it's a little hard to say, well, the president can do this, but the president can't do that. Um, with the Cohen indictment, with the men- afford conviction. Uh, I think that uh, the special counsel should think about showing us some of these cards because he clearly has other routes to go. His investigation is not done. Uh, it worries me.
1: He's so what? Brilliant. He's he, the, he. Listen to how he weighs everything. He's just so judicious. He, uh... What he's trying to say there is yes House impeach him I'll be in the Senate I'll vote to convict but I just can't say it yet because the powers that be Schumer and Pelosi have told me don't say it yet don't work up the racist coup Trump base they'll come out in, in hordes we don't want that there's an army of them out there settle down keep it down we know what we want to do and so they go on air and they sound like idiots this guy sounds like an idiot but nobody told this guy Blumenthal the senior senator from Connecticut. Nobody told him. Cut 12. CNN, go.
0: And let's talk about Rudy Giuliani, the president's personal lawyer. Uh, he's trying now. He's open to the strategy of undermining Mueller and the entire investigation as a witch hunt, a ruse. He tells the New York Times, this is Giuliani. Mueller is now slightly more distrusted than trusted. Oh, Trump I see,
1: a- Wolf. Well, now they found a prosecutor they liked. They hated Ken Starr. But listen, listen to this special pleader, this Nudnik, Wolf Blitzer. The guy, the guy, hey, whoa, 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 I mean, look, look, now they're going after Mueller. We can't go after Mueller. Who is Mueller? What is Mueller? Mueller's a prosecutor. He's an advocate. He's not a judge. He's not Mother Teresa. What, what is this guy? He's a prosecutor. He has a lousy record in many respects. Lousy record in Boston. Lousy record, you remember in Washington D.C. Chase down the wrong guy. Oh no, no, we gotta hold him up. He's, he's a great man, this guy Mueller. Why is he a great man? Anyway, go ahead. The game. Uh, does this fit into a pattern? There we go Stay- again, making these these preposterous comments and then putting a question mark after them. Go ahead. The President is made of obstruction of justice. No, oh, hey let me ask a left-wing kook democrat like Blumenthal who lied about serving in Vietnam when he never even went to Vietnam he went to a Vietnamese restaurant that was it we'll ask him and what does Blumenthal say there's a pattern of obstruction of justice oh it's over it's over the senator has spoken I'll be right back
0: Americans
8: meet to defend liberty and defeat tyranny. Call the Mark Levin Show now at 877-381-3811.
1: Folks, today I'm here to talk about Congress. No, not about the upcoming elections, so they're obviously very important. I'm here to talk about Hillsdale's groundbreaking new online course, Congress, how it used to work and why it doesn't. And that title right there sums up why you need to take this course. Hillsdale College teaches better than anyone, anywhere, the Constitution and how our government is supposed to work. And in this course, you'll learn exactly what Congress should be doing and what it shouldn't, how it got to the state it's in today, and how we can start to restore a more constitutional Congress. The course is free to my listeners. That's you. And when you pre-register, you'll reserve your place for when it launches on Constitution Day, which is September 17. But you need to get in line and do it, and you can do it real fast right now. And what's more, with this course, Hillsdale has created an entirely new online course experience that actually has to be experienced to be believed. Just go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, and you can register. It's free, so don't delay. Reserve your spot today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. All right, I've had enough of the news. Let me go to my beloved audience, you callers out there. Tom, Miami, Florida, on the Mark Levin app. Go.
10: Hi, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. You got I was it. thinking about uh, the question you had asked in the last few weeks about what's the purpose of uh, free media today. And I had uh, heard a speech given by Justice Scalia talking about originalism. And he mentioned that when the framers wrote the First Amendment and they said the freedom of speech or of the press, They didn't have any kind of page boy writing a newspaper in mind. They just specifically extended the freedom of speech to written form. So I think when the media calls out people and says, well, you're not real media or we're the free press, it really applies to everybody equally, and and they don't get any kind of special powers.
1: Uh Well, I agree with that, and it ought to be protected. And the idea that you and I uh, are trying to damage a free press is crazy. Nobody's damaging the free press. You and I couldn't damage the Washington Post if we wanted to. It's owned by Bezos, who is worth about $90 billion. We couldn't damage the New York Times if we wanted to. The 17% owner in the New York Times, or at least this used to be the case, is a billionaire out of Mexico. Comcast owns NBC and MSNBC. These are massive organizations, massive companies. How do you and I, are We relatively little guys compared to these guys, How do we damage freedom of the press? What damages freedom of the press are the progressives who sit there and spew their opinions and act as if it's news. Oh, We get news here and there, but they push an agenda. They push an agenda by what uh, what they omit. They push an agenda by what they emphasize. And so much of the news we hear and watch today is just ridiculous. It's not news, and it gives you a headache. All right, Tom, great call. I appreciate it. Chelsea, Dallas, Texas, Sirius Satellite. How are you?
3: Hello, Mr. Levin.
1: Go right ahead, my friend.
3: Um, I just had a quick point. Uh, You pointed out last night that they have an NDA against Michael Flynn, and he's not allowed to defend himself
5: Mm -hmm. at all.
3: And Mm -hmm. they're leaking all this stuff, but yet they're kind of getting on Cohen and President Trump about having an NDA.
1: Well, it's an interesting point, isn't it? Um, of course, they would say, well, that's different because uh, Mueller's free to do that. It's not a campaign situation, and Trump wasn't. First of all, that's not true. Trump was free to do it, as anybody is. And uh, you make a very good point. Uh, is that a, a deal that they, they threaten Flynn with further prosecution if he wasn't hushed? Yeah, they censure him. Uh, censor him, absolutely. All right, thank you, Chelsea. The legal parallel isn't really there, but the the moral one is. Let us go to Matt, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP. Go.
0: Yes, sir. Mr. Levin, I just wanted to say finally I got to you. Um, I started listening to you about eight years ago. And I've always had the, the conservative ideal, but I never really had any direction with it and because of the things that I've listened to you say over the last eight years on the radio, I have a kid who wants to be a historian. Um, They listen to you every night at the dinner table, and tonight it's funny because uh, as I was cooking dinner, I was cooking on the grill, I had some uh, Democratic uh, representatives show up to my doorstep um, asking me if I was registered. I said, yes, I'm a registered Republican. Uh, they started asking me why, and I started bringing up something that you kind of touched on, these important states. Florida is a very important state. Texas is a vitally important state. Uh, with O'Rourke going against Cruz and it being so close, I turned them against their own candidate just because of the facts that, not necessarily that I heard from your show on on O'Rourke, but because of the research and the digging and... You know
1: those Yeah, that's what I want you to do. Dig yourself and you do. And you did.
0: And and we did we it. I just turned two Democrat
1: representatives against their representative that they're trying to get <laughs> over, over Mr. Cruz. Well let me ask you, were they young kids or something? No, no.
0: They were they were older. It was a nice uh a really uh really nice older black woman and it was a nice older Hispanic uh gentleman mm-hmm. and they were asking me, Who did you first uh who did you who did you go for in the primaries? I said, well, um, Cruz was my original was my original vote, but when you look at the alternative versus Trump, I had to go towards Trump. Now, Trump has proved. I think you you came around on him. I've came around on him too, um, mm-hmm. but they walked away stunned.
1: And they well, said, this is this is why I say if we. If we focus on the issues, we focus on the policies, we focus on the principles, we won't win over everybody, but we'll win over a number of people. When they focus on those things, they don't win over people, which is why the hate and the venom and the rest of it just on and on and on and on. And uh, it's why they don't want debate on college campuses. That's why they want to control who the – commencement speakers are and have 100 percent control over that and 100 percent control over the media they hate fox they hate talk radio and so forth and so on but i want to thank you for your call i i greatly appreciate that scott raleigh north carolina the great W E E B. go right ahead
7: mark what a pleasure it's you, you are such a a wealth of knowledge and insight so thank you for that
1: thank you sir um,
7: I'm 61, too, right in there with you, so I love the music, first of all. Um, But living down here in North Carolina, I grew up with a family that was split. My mother's side of the family, long history of Southerners, Democrats, and my father was from Maine and relocated down here. Mm -hmm. So we grew up with a lot of black men in our harness racing business that worked for us. They were part of our family, they and their wives. So I grew up with them, and it was a very opening, eye-opening thing, they told me all the stories, mm-hmm. went through all the segregation. We moved back here in 68, and they had just integrated the schools, and we were very lucky. Everything went real smoothly here, but we did have riots in 71. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great teaching period in history that we've kind of gone back. The, the Democrats spread so many lies. I could never understand how my Democratic family kind of bought into slavery and the negative lies about blacks. Mm-hmm. But now watching how the Democrats have lied about whites and Republicans for the last 70 years, and watching so many of my black friends turn towards socialism and actually buying into whites hate them um, and really want to do harm to them, it, it's a, you know shocking to know, well, that's how they did it. They had control of the media and the schools and the churches back then, and they basically have the same
1: control all these well, years. Well, there is that. There is that, but there's also the uh, the Uber driver and many like him who I, who I talk about. Uh, I, I really think uh, the vast majority of people in this country get along and want to get along. I really do. There's no reason not to. And then you have the morons and the meatheads and all the rest of it. But I really think this society would already be torn asunder if that wasn't the case.
7: Well, I think you're right, and that's That's why I think it's a great teaching point, because when I do try to talk to especially younger black kids that I meet and I try to tell them, well, the slavery issue was only really the Democratic side. The Republicans were fighting for civil rights, you know, all the major uh, bills that went through and they don't know anything about it. But I guess the saddest thing is and why I'm glad people are talking about it. When I was growing up as a little kid,
1: we're going to have to go soon. Go ahead.
7: Anyhow, when I was growing up, it was always great because when I would pla- pass black men, women, they would smile at me and kind of look, but I would say hello, and they'd say, "Hey, little man, how are you?" And now down here.
1: All right, got it. Got to go. I appreciate your call very much, Tony, Fort Worth, Texas. Didn't mean to cut you up, but we got to go. WBAP, go. Uh, I was just saying. Um, I, I,
6: first off, I appreciate everything that you do on the radio, Mark. Um, but if this Gillum guy down in Florida thinks that health care is a right, and if we go by liberal logic, then Second Amendment, of course, is a right. Yeah. When we start fund- <laughs> taxpayer funding our Second Amendment rights?
1: We get- well, you're, you're right. But, of course, you know, they're very uh, selective about rights and privileges and so forth and so on. It does amaze me on the left, they take economic issues, redistribution, income, these are all rights. Housing is a right, clothing is a right, Foods is a right. That's not what's meant by a right. A right is liberty. A right is uh, equal justice. A right is the life, is the right to live. Uh, a right is, a, is the right to be happy. Uh, A right is a right to accumulate property so you can protect yourself and protect your family. These are rights. That's what's meant by unalienable rights, not socialism, redistribution, and all the rest of it. They have perverted these terms and these concepts, and they have indoctrinated an entire generation of people about it uh, through their tenured leftist professors. Thank you for your call, my friend. I'll be right back. Mark Lubin. You know, I enjoy helping my listeners, like Nathaniel, who owed the IRS tens of thousands of dollars in back taxes. He told the IRS he didn't have the money to pay, but it didn't matter. They put a lien on his home. They do it anyway. Nathaniel heard how much I respect Optima tax relief, so he engaged them. Optima got the IRS to designate Nathaniel's case a a CNC status that's currently not collectible. Now, that's a big win because it basically says no use pursuing our client. There's nothing to be gained here. Now, Optima kept fighting on Nathaniel's behalf until the IRS agreed to a deal that saved him thousands and resolved his tax debt for good. Optima knows that behind every tax problem are honest, hardworking Americans with families, home savings, and paychecks that need protection. They've resolved over half a billion dollars in tax debt for clients, And if you owe back taxes to the IRS, call my friends at Optima Tax Relief. It's one toll-free number away. 800-499-6300. 800-499-6300. That's 800-499-6300. All right. Let's see here. John, Bloomington, Illinois, the great WLS country. Go.
6: Hi, Mark. Uh, I've ca- talked to you a couple of times before. Anyway, I think with your mind and your lawyer, I think the this racism crap. Uh, less, what is race? That's my question to you. And I'm going to give you an uh, antidote from my life. I was a medic in the Army in 1970 and a blood bank technician. Okay, We didn't separate blood. You know, A-neg, O-neg, all that stuff. It doesn't matter. Now, the different cultures have different problems, like sickle cell anemia, but there's no difference. It's like Trump said in his inauguration speech. We all bleed the same red blood. There is no difference. And I never had anyone, any doctor, ask, well, is that black blood? Is that white blood? Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, I believe that race is a political construct because of, I mean, you go to job applications. The main time you have to check what so-called race you are, is government applications. It's like you were saying earlier, why do they want to know that? It's a political construct, so they can
10: group
1: us. Well, and you know, uh, you make an excellent point uh, with the blood issue and so forth, and uh, you, look, you look all over the world, where you have Muslims slaughtering Muslims, you look in Africa, you have uh, black Muslims slaughtering black Christians. You see what goes on in the Congo, uh, what's taking place in Nigeria and so forth, and so on. Human beings are human beings, and you'd l- even look in the the uh, in Chicago, the gangs uh, that's basically uh, black on black or hispanic on on hispanic murder, killings, mayhem. It doesn't make it better, it doesn't make it worse. It's horrific period It's horrific period. and when you hear these people on on TV. Try to just divide this country constantly. Look, there's enough nut jobs out there in the country. Uh, we don't need our media types pushing this issue, pushing this issue, pushing this issue when the vast majority of us are not racist. We're just not. Smith
6: should be fired. He led that guy into that question. I'm sorry. That, that Who, awesome. Who's that? Who should be? Shep Smith. Oh. He said, is this, is this racist? That was his question.
1: What an idiot. All right. All right, sir. Exercising your uh, freedom of speech there. We appreciate it. Let's continue. Virginia, Albany, New York. The great WGDJ. Go.
7: Hey, Mark. How are you? Good. Uh, just a couple of things. First of all, why wasn't Diane Feinstein's driver arrested and thrown in jail for espionage? And how did she get out of being investigated and tossed out of the Senate? I'll let you answer that after. Well, I don't know.
1: Uh, That's because it's it's her. She's a liberal Democrat. And they get away with stuff. I mean, why is Hillary Clinton still roaming the countryside?
7: Yeah, I didn't want to go there. That's a whole other conversation. But Bernie Sanders, here we go. He's a crackpot. (laughs) Nothing's free. You can't have free school and free health care. Teachers don't work for free. The lights don't go on for free, and books aren't free. So it it just takes a little common sense to know that. For out loud. He's well, when
1: evil, you've never and even and been greed. behind a register at a 7-Eleven, that's how you think.
7: And the last thing I want to say is, you know, there's two things you can never satisfy, not in all people, but some people, and that's evil and greed.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. my friend. We appreciate your call. Let's keep rolling. Let's go to Peter, Vero Beach, Florida, on Sirius Satellite. Go right ahead.
8: Oh, hello, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, I, am a, I am a passionate Trump supporter since mm-hmm. the very beginning, since he came down on this escalator. Um, I have a son that's serving uh, U.S. Air Force uh, in his eighth year.
1: Uh, and I we salute him. Thank you.
8: Thank you very much for your, for your appreciation. I came to U.S. in 86 when Poland was still under communism regime. I was 25 years old. Poland was the first country who got rid um, from the Easter that got rid of that oppressive That's regime right. in mm-hmm. in nineteen eighty nine. It was way back even
1: the you had what? Go ahead. Yes, yes, yes.
8: Black It was even what before the Berlin Wall. You know, we never accepted the stupid system. Um, we were um, there. So many people, Polish people who were murdered by the Stalin by the communist regime, and since a very early age, I was, I was. Um, I was anti-communism, you know.
1: One minute, one minute. We have one minute.
8: Yes. Okay, I, I came to this country, I study, I study, um, I study uh, in the university there, and I study here, I am a, a metallurgical engineer, and I thought, you know, in, when we were in, in, in the, uh, against the communism in the 80s, we were all of it, working class, intelligentsia, professors. Um,
1: and the and moral of the story is what?
8: Why, why I couldn't believe that, that, that the people in the university that should be smart are supporting socialism?
1: Yeah, well, don't be surprised. That's where most of them hide out. Anyway, my friend, thank you for your call and your son's service. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, ICE, the Border Patrol, all of you. Thank you. And I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.